BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to the interview portion of the spotlight here on Fightful. I am Steven Jensen, as always, with Jeremy Lambert. And today we have joining us the brand new Southern Underground Pro Bone Storm Champion, Jade Newman. Thanks for joining us, man. We got to talk a little bit before we got started here, but uh, how you doing, dude? I'm doing great, man. Uh, yeah, we had a nice little conversation on the way back <laughs> from work. Uh, staying busy as always, but I'm excited to get to speak with you again. And I'm excited to just be on here with y'all and talk some wrestling. Yeah, well, you know, we haven't talked in a while, um, but I remember interviewing you. I mean, it was already years ago on the Fight Talk podcast. But even before then, I don't know if you remember this, Jaden, but I talked to you in person at the SCI when you were there as a fan. But you were, yes. you were wrestling, but you, you're, you were telling me then you were like, man, one of my biggest goals. It might have been your biggest goal in wrestling was just to get on the SCI tournament. Like that was like a massive thing for you. And we were just sitting there, just standing with you, you know, as a fan watching it as it was happening. And now fast forward a few years, you are a staple of Chattanooga wrestling. You're training people at TWE. You're, you're running shows. You're the champion of sub. I mean, you're my favorite to win the SCI this year. Hopefully when the, I think you're gonna win the whole tournament this year. So like, it, it, do you remember that though? Talking to me like that long ago. I do. We were up there at the top of the stairs, uh, closest to the bathroom. See, I, I remember the high school very well, obviously, <laughs> my alma mater. But no, I remember the conversation. And it's so wild to think where we are now, say, two years ago. I mean, we've made it through a pandemic. And wrestling has completely changed since then. Uh, people that were in that tournament have now went on to get signed, have gone on to do bigger, better things. Some aren't wrestling anymore. Like, it's wild. Pro wrestling is the wild, wild west right now. So to be able to have accomplished those goals since the last time we talked is, like, super important to me. And it's, like, very exciting to be able to come back on here and reflect, you know, almost two years to the day. Yeah. You had, yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Jeremy. You had, you had two matches this weekend. Uh, against Dominic Garini and, and AJ Gray. Different matches, but the one thing that was similar in that is that you got the shit kicked out of you by, by both men. I say that in the nicest way possible. But like, of course. They, they were, you know, a lot of heavy strikes from both men. And I just got to know, how's your chest feeling after both of these matches? Because it looks I mean, rough <laughs> against AJ. For the, for the visual portion, do y'all want to see it? Yeah, I mean, yes. yes. All right, I got you. Hold on. <laughs> I saw this night of, and it looked gnarly, but oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, oh. man. That's like going yeah. away for a minute. I, mean, I, 
Like I know AJ Gray hits hard and you wrestled him one night after wrestling Greeny. And that just seems like something I I would not want to do. So bless you for doing that. Uh, and like, here's the thing too. Like it doesn't get seen a lot, uh, but I do a show on Thursdays as well called galaxy pro. So I had wrestled in a four way match galaxy pro on Thursday, wrestled Dom on the Friday and then wrestled AJ on Saturday. So, like, I was going into my third match of the weekend, completely worn out, tired, uh, already beaten and battered, ready to get battered up some more. Uh, it was, God bless. I, I put too much on my plate, and I admit it, but I wouldn't have it any other way, you know. This, like, the marks and the scars that potentially come from these matches sometimes, like, that makes me feel alive. That makes me um, sometimes, you know, have like these weird out-of-body experiences that like only professional wrestling can give you, you know. Um, it's better than any drug that I've ever taken, mainly because I've never done any drugs. So, I mean, there's nothing like it. So that's why this stuff is so cool to me, even though it hurts like hell, but pain is only temporary. Well. Yeah. And one of those things that I'm sure hurt like hell. I mean, I know your adrenaline's going in the moment, but like that clothesline AJ hits you with, like towards the end of your match, like that got gift all over the place. Like, oof, that dude hits hard as hell. And and that of course happened in Saudi Daisy High School, which is the same building that we were just talking about. I mean, you talked, you know, years back. You're yeah. alma mater. Um, so let's just kind of cut to it, then we'll kind of kind of go all over the place, but. You winning the Southern Underground Pro Bone Storm Championship in your alma mater, your old high school, in front of your friends and family, a company that you, I remember you telling me on a podcast, you know, years ago that you weren't even allowed to do the first SUP show that you were invited to because you were too young to actually even get into the building. So now you're the champion of the company and you got to do it in your own, you know, in front of your people. And there's the Bone Storm title, the prestigious Bone Storm Championship, um, so yeah, man, uh, give us your thoughts on that moment. Cause not only, not only did you win the title, you beat AJ Gray, who's, you know, heading into, you know, GCW spring break, you know, wrestling Moxley. And, and I mean, you get this big win in front of your people, man. What kind of, what was going through your mind as it all happened? Everything was so hectic at the moment. I, <laughs> I, I genuinely had no clue what to do. Like, I pulled that victory out of my ass. Like, that's why I got the hell out because we all know what AJ's capable of. I mean, hell, I felt what he was capable of for like however long the match was. <laughs> so I I didn't know how to feel in that moment. I was genuinely shocked that I was able to put him away because like that's that's a pretty heavy feat. You know, AJ was the Southern Underground Pro Bone Storm champion for so long for a reason and we all know his track record we all know the things that he's done the people he's beat so to be on a list of people that was able to defeat him like is something that like i hold pretty near and dear to my heart because i have a lot of respect for aj and i hope after that match he does for me as well um and i also just respect the legacy of the bone storm championship as well So to be able to hold the title for a promotion that's so near and dear to my heart, being the place, the basement East I I speak on, where I literally got to meet my wife's family for the first time, where I proposed to my wife, 
where I learned and I grew as a wrestler, where I made so many like friends and connections. It genuinely meant so much. So it's kind of a bittersweet moment that it wasn't able to happen at the basement East, but obviously the sweet comes from doing it in my hometown at my alma mater with my family there. I mean, this is crazy. My dad showed up and I had no clue my dad was going to be there. My dad's only seen me wrestle three times. So whenever I saw him, and if you go back and watch it on IWTV, uh, whenever I make my entrance, I, I walk over to the left side of the gym and you see me like kind of point and like startle and then like walk the other way because I saw my dad and I was like, Oh wow. So, you know, my dad got to see like a really cool moment in my career as well as like my grandfather, my mom, like, my wife, um, friends, and like extended family in Saudi Daisy. So that's what made the moment so cool. And then, you know, to top it all off, like Jax Dane presenting me with the belt, like that was crazy. You know, Jax is someone that like, we don't really speak on it much, but has been uh, very much a mentor to me. So it genuinely meant the world to me. And I don't think that they're, at least for now, you know, uh, I don't think that there's a moment that can top it. I'm sure there will be soon, but for right now, I'm just riding the high. When when did you know you wanted to become a wrestler? Because being back in in high school, I, I you can answer this, but like I would imagine, okay, I, I want to be a wrestler at this point, and now you're in your high school and you're, and you're winning, you're winning the title there. When did it hit you that you want to become a wrestler? Was it high school? Was it before that? It was way before then, actually. So I think the moment I wanted to become a wrestler was actually uh, whenever I was eight years old. So I had, uh, I'd been a fan of wrestling, obviously. I think I was like six or seven whenever I got into like being a fan. And I would always go to the flea market on the weekends. My grandfather would take me and I would go to the wrestling booth. I'd always get like one or two DVDs. That was always the thing. So I ended up getting a Rey Mysterio DVD and I watched his like little, you know, documentary that WWE would do. And then I saw the match of Rey Mysterio versus Eddie Guerrero at Halloween Havoc. And it was from that moment on, I went, this is what I want to do. So for years and years and years, then whenever I started going to like indie shows, I was like, how do I get into this? How do I get into this? And then eventually the place I would begin my training at in Ringgold, Georgia was like, all right, you're obviously too young now. And I think I asked at the age of like 10, they were like, but when you turn 14, if you really want to do this, as long as someone signs like, you know, the, the proper forms for legal reasons, uh, I'll train you to be a wrestler. So for those like three years, three or four years, I had to wait. Uh, I was enrolled into breakdance and tumbling. So that was like kind of like what would give me like that little bit of a, like a taste of if I really wanted to do it. And I think it also was like a way for like my family to make sure that like I was serious about it because if I was going to buckle down to something that would like potentially help, then they'd be willing to help however they could. So that's what happened. They obviously realized there was no like letting off the gas pedal. And whenever I turned 14, there it was, you know, I was starting my freshman year of high school and then the rest of its history. Man, you mentioned just a second ago, uh, it being somewhat bittersweet winning the title only because it didn't happen in the basement East, but it was sweet because it happened at Saudi Daisy. But I was actually talking to John Mosley earlier today, who we both know. Um, and 
And I actually said the same thing. I was like, man, it would have been really cool for him to win it in the basement East. And like, but at the same time, I was like, pretty much all the same people I feel like that watch SUP are also watching SCI and they're also watching action. So like, so like, I think all the fans who follow SUP saw that win anyways, yeah. if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's not like you're showing back up to the basement East and people are going to be like, wait, Jaden's the champion. Like, we're going to know you're the champion by the time you, you know, you show up. So, yeah. um, and, and, and then on top of that, you know, it's it, the last thing you said with you starting at 14 years old. Um, I'd have to imagine that's probably inspiring to what, you know, cause how old are you now? Early twenties, right? Yeah. I'm 23, 23 now. So, and now, you know, we see these, these teenagers like, you know, Starboy Charlie and Billy Starks and Marcus Mathers and like these, these younger kids. Like, I remember thinking when I, when I first heard that you had, had started so young thinking like, wow, that's bizarre. Someone starting in wrestling that young, but now we're kind of seeing it a little more often. Like, kind of how, how do you now. Yeah. Yeah. How do you, do you, do you feel like, were there other, was there anyone else around your age when, when you started that was around your age, it's like still doing it or like, were you kind of the only, you were like the youngest one for like a while, right? Yeah. So there was one other person I knew of, uh, and it was someone that I was actually training while I was training. <laughs> um, I, cause I had a yard or I, of course I had a yard, I had a ring in my backyard <laughs> and, uh, I had a best friend, uh, y'all may remember him if y'all followed any Southeastern wrestling, but Bailey Blake. Yep. Uh, yep. That's been my best friend literally since we were in, you know, middle school, sixth grade. So, um, I would literally come home and I would like go to the ring and I'd, I'd hit Bailey up and I'd be like, yo, do you want to like come over and like let's wrestle? So, because we bonded because of TNA. So he came over and like, I would like teach him stuff and we ended up going to like our first seminar together, which was super funny because he was technically not in the business, but like I was still training and was kind of in. So we ended up going there and that's where we learned like, you know, basic holds like in our first spot. We thought it was so cool. So like Bailey was one of like the first ones. And then obviously Kenzie page Henry, uh, but she came along whenever I was about four four or five years in now being uh being in your high school again i sorry i feel weird asking this but here we go no you're good no <laughs> so when you're in high school and you knew that people are you knew you wanted to be a wrestler did your teachers ever be like you're not gonna do it you're not gonna do it and then when you win the title in the high school do you go back there to your teachers and be like i got this like you know i've i've it's over. I've done this. I got this title. Do you have to, do you rub it into your teacher's faces if they told you you can't do this? Like you're just not going to be a wrestler. And did any teacher actually say that to you? So that's actually a really good question. That's not weird at all because Eric Royal, uh, asked me a similar question this past Saturday at the rumble. Um, <laughs> okay. So <laughs> we were sitting there and, uh, Eric was like, yo, like this is your alma mater, right? I was like, yeah. He goes, man, that's crazy to be back, ain't it? I said, yeah, it is, considering the fact that all my teachers literally told me I would never graduate. <laughs> so, um, and now I'm there, like, doing a fundraiser for, for the school and raising money for the community for them. So it was kind of a funny flex, I thought. But, no, it was, um, in a way, yeah. Like, it, it's nice to be able to be, like, rub it in their face. But, like, in the same sense, to me, like, that's not as important because like the people that did support me, cause there were teachers that did support me. Like they were there 
and that was like super cool to like kind of like show them that like yeah like I wasn't at school a lot this is why I wasn't at school um because I was working for a moment like this and you know that was literally what made it worth it is to potentially like have them come into school on like Monday you know whenever SCI is like long like long gone and done like the weekends pass everything's calmed down and they're and you know normally on a monday your teacher will ask oh how was everyone's weekend well this is what i got to do i got to watch one of my former students that used to go to school here win a major wrestling championship in this school so that's kind of the cool thing and hopefully like it can like motivate like kids to you know want to chase after what they're going for regardless of like what they're being told in like school did they get the day off on Monday, like a Jaden Newman day? I I think they should. I've been petitioning yeah. for it. Yeah. <laughs> it's Tuesday. Well, you know, speaking of teachers, you yourself are now a teacher, Jaden, because you train kids up at TWE, and uh, I hear it all the time now, where it's like you're gaining really like a strong reputation as like really training people like the right way. And and I had heard if you want to elaborate on it, you may have gotten some like bad advice yourself kind of early in your career and had to like kind of refocus and reassess over the years yourself. But how you can speak to that if you'd like to. And also kind of what, what, what goes into your own motivation of, of training uh, new wrestlers yourself? So that's a really good point you made there. You know, early on I was given like some really bad advice, obviously. And, you know, was maybe trained in a way that wasn't necessarily the norm of like wrestling today. Um, you know, whenever I first started training, like, uh, it was, we would stand in the corner and take chops or like, we would have to take 10 back bumps on concrete before we left. Um, but now, you know, I've taken from where maybe it was a negative and I found a way to like teach positively without like all the, um, maybe like harsh language or even like harsh teaching methods um because i do believe in a sense like you have to instill like respect into people that want to join professional wrestling like they really have to like understand and and really like gather what they're getting themselves into but i feel like there's a way to do it in which doesn't make you an asshole so that was why whenever i began training people which by the way just kind of happened like it fell into my lap Um, whenever like the person who was doing training at TWE, like, and just walked out and was just done. And I was like, well, like, here I am. What do I do? Like, I kind of had to spring into action. So, um, that was probably the best thing that could have happened though, for not only them, but for me as well, because it made me like really go out there and get the knowledge I needed to do. So like, that was what made me like really attend seminars all the time and like read as much about wrestling as I could, whether it be the history or the technique. So that way, like I could instill that into my kids and the people that I've trained. So that way it's done the right way. And the right way is obviously subjective because nothing is right in professional wrestling. But I at least try to duplicate what I think would be the right way. And really the main things that I teach my kids as far as like conducting themselves in the business of professional wrestling is don't be an asshole, be respectful, always be helpful. 
um, ears open, mouth shut, especially in those like first, I wouldn't even say, especially in those first like parts of your year, like for most of your career, because like sometimes like just being a fly on the wall and just listening to people and just like really asking feedback, like that stuff, like people like don't really do. And it's kind of weird, but like, I always tell them, I was like, you will be surprised what you can learn by just asking someone, what can I do better? Because even if they didn't watch your match or if they didn't watch your, your promo, whatever it may be, they're going to have something. And even if it's just one thing out of what they told you that you picked apart and you took and gathered from it, you learn something. How much does being a trainer help you as a wrestler? Because I was, I was listening to Brian Danielson and when he became the trainer of, of all pro, he was very young. Like, like you, you're only, you're only 23. Uh, he was young. And he's like, I didn't feel qualified to be a trainer because I was young. But then when you start training people, you have to under, you have to have a deeper knowledge of it to understand it better. And so that helped me as a wrestler to teach everybody. So how much has it helped you like as a wrestler to teach everybody still being young yourself? Yeah. I mean, just like Brian said, like, it's true. You have to go out there and get, um, more, more knowledge, more experience. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly. When you place your first wager at Bet MGM, simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code champion 150. Then Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. So that way, like, you're just not going and taking money from someone and, like, talking out your ass for, like, the two-hour, three-hour duration of a training period. It's definitely made me a better wrestler in the form of reps because, you know, repetition is key. Good repetition is key. So to be able to get in there and practice the basics, wrestling 101, which is my specialty, I feel, as a teacher, um, that has been a godsend, a tremendous thing that I'm able to go and do all the time because it keeps me crisp and ready. Um and it also, like, I think kind of helps my students as well to see that I'm not only just showing them these things, but I'm doing it with them. Like, I feel weird if I'm not doing drills or, like, if I'm just standing off to the side and, like, telling them to do it, you know. Um, I have to be in there. I'm very much a um, hands-on teacher because, like, that's how I would have wanted to be teached. So, um yeah, that's really how it helps me, I feel. Um, who are some people you'd like to shout out that you have, uh, you've trained or, or maybe some people that have just started or people that you kind of see floating around? Because I know a few off the top of my head, uh, like Cody Manhorn, Aaron Wade. Um, I really like Pete Youngblood a lot. I think he's got a lot yeah. of potential. Um, I've liked a lot of what I've seen of him so far. 
Um, yeah, no and, and I know, <laughs> and I, I, I know I'm missing plenty of people as well, but is there some people you'd like to kind of give a shout out to or maybe elaborate on any of the names that I just brought up? Yeah, absolutely. So like Aaron Wade was actually the one I was talking about in the story to where the trainer just left and I had to take over. So obviously I want to shout out Aaron Wade because the trainer before me literally told me that Wade wouldn't be a wrestler. And I said, I bet five bucks you're wrong. And I turned him into a wrestler, you know? Uh, I don't want to say that. Like, I did it myself. Like, obviously, Aaron Wade put in so much work into it as well. Um, Cody Manhorn, you know, another one. Referee Shiny Shoes is another one as well. You know, I've got – I've trained referees, wrestlers, like uh, the Good Sisters. Those are those are two girls that right now I have taken under my wing and I am working on retraining. Uh, and it's been awesome, you know, I have like this plethora of like kids, you know, come to me and seek knowledge and like, um, just want to get better. Like, because as long as there's people that want to get better, pro wrestling gets better as a whole. So, uh, Pete Youngblood's another one, my little asshole, I call him, (laughs) but, um, no, everyone's doing really good and they're just getting better day by day. You know, um, I, they're so respectful except Pete, uh, they, <laughs> they work their ass off and they deserve all the recognition in the world. And they just, and they just deserve to be everywhere they can possibly be. Carson Dilbeck is another one. Carson works his little ass off. You know, he makes the drives. He, he hops in cars whenever he can, you know, he's at training every single time we have it. Like literally I have such a good batch of kids that like I could brag that that could be the whole podcast, but um, yeah, those are pretty much all the ones I would want to shout out because like they've just been working their ass off and they deserve the recognition. Did you get your five bucks? No, that son of a bitch never paid me. A <laughs> <laughs> carny son of a bitch. Yeah, 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 for real. Um, what are what are some of your your future goals? Whether it be this year, I mean, I know Jensen mentioned winning SCI, but th- this year or or long term, winning SCI is obviously uh, one of the bigger goals currently. But abroad from things in the Chattanooga area that I would love to do, other than grow the scene as a whole, you know, uh, I would really like to be more up in the Northeast. I would like to go to the West Coast, which I'm set to do sometime in the summer. I'm going to have to do some follow-ups, but I, I just want to, you know, do as much as I can on the independence and just really, like, continue to make a name for myself. Uh, I just put in a passport application, so I should be getting my passport back in the next few weeks. So I'm hoping to potentially, you know, break into Canada and do some things. I would love to go to Europe. Honestly if we're being like honest here, um, the UK is one of my biggest goals. Like I would love to just go over there, whether it be train and, or just actually wrestle. Like that's where I would love to be to like really perfect my craft because it's such a unique style that I just have such an appreciation for. Um, so to be able to do that, like would be massive for me. And then obviously, oh, sorry, um, this day and age of professional wrestling, um, we have, you know, we have 
different views on like what it is to be a successful professional wrestler. Some want to make money as an independent wrestler and they can make money, which is amazing. And then there's others that, you know, strive to be on television and get a contract. Uh, for me, you know, I want to do as much as I can on the independence to establish a name and be able to support, like support my family. And then I would love to get a contract somewhere 100%. So obviously for me, the big goal is going to be uh, to get a major contract with a major wrestling promotion at some point. Yeah. And, and also just for people listening, like you, it was the, the pandemic was unfortunate timing for, you know, for everybody, for every reason, of course, but yeah. you were starting to get out there like Jakara before, you know, you know, that shut down and all that stuff. Like, yeah. you know, there is, you know, you were, you were starting to get out there and then like the pandemic put a, put a, a halt on some of the stuff that I'm sure you probably had in the works and stuff like that. And, and I, I love hearing that you want to just be all over the place, but now that you are the sub bone storm champion, and I am very heavily invested as a fan of sub wraps. Okay. Who, who do you want to defend this title against? Like, who do you have? I, you have a long history with Brett Eisen. I, I have on pretty good authority that like, he might step back from the ring again sometime, Sometime in the near future, hopefully. So, he's, so I'm hearing, yeah. Yeah, you know, it, it's, you know, he might be coming back. I, I hope so. Um, you know, you got a lot of history with him. You got a lot of history with Manders in that company as well. Um, who, who knows what the hell happened to, to Teddy King, you're that guy. I mean, you had a whole thing going on with him. And that just became a thing with Manders, but that's still kind of in the books. You have so many possibilities with this Bone Storm Championship. Do you have anyone on your radar as, like, the person you would most like to defend that title against first in the basement East? Honestly, it's hard to say right now. I know that actually one person that I would love would be O'Shea Edwards. Yeah, I love that. Because I feel like O'Shea is someone that was such like a big part in the growth of SUP and it sometimes I feel doesn't go mentioned. So I would love to be able to and I, I'm pretty sure he did have a chance at the bone storm championship, but I would love to give him another one, one because I have so much respect for him and two, because he freaking deserves it. He's one of the best wrestlers in the world, bar none. And he's just so beloved in Nashville. Now results would vary. Obviously we'd have to see what happened when the bell rang, but um, I know that that's someone that definitely deserves the championship opportunity. So really all I can say is no matter who I defend against whenever we come back on April 17th, you know, I just hope to God it's somebody that has worked and fought just as hard as I have to get here because that's what I want. I, I love the idea of O'Shea. That's a really good shout out there. When when many men hits on the on the the speakers on uh in the basement east, like the fan, the mood changes. Like, and you're right, him and him and Brett as a tag team and as a feud that that meant a lot to like just kind of the foundation, in my opinion, of that company. So I love the idea of you and O'Shea. Um, and yeah, April seventeenth, the sub wraps will return. What other shows are coming up that you want to plug, Jaden? Because there's a lot. Of, I know you're you're wrestling Tank on Friday, right? Yeah, I'm going to be making my ICW No Holds Barred oh, debut in the Pit oh, Fighter against oh, Tanks in oh, what's being man. dubbed the Battle of Chattanooga. So it's going to be my first time stepping foot into the Pit Fighter itself, and it's also going to be my first time stepping foot into a death match. So very intrigued to see how that goes. I don't know what to expect. 
but the unexpected. I know can you, that. Can you prepare yeah. for something like that? You know, it's hard to say. Like, I could sit there and do all the drills. I could go to the gym, do as many reps on whatever I'm doing that day, but I don't think it's going to compare to what like is going to be done in that pit. You know, that's just violence personified once that happens and it's, it's survival of the fittest. So, um, I think that's the game plan going into it. You know, there's no way to really prepare other than just doing so. But as we know, like Jaden Newman's career has been very much of, uh, a story of survival. So hopefully, hopefully fingers crossed, God willing, uh, I'm able to survive and pull and pull out the victory and, you know, shock some more people. But as far as like what I have coming up, you know, other than ICW, um, the week after that, I will be making my pro wrestling grind debut in Massachusetts against Matt Mikowski. Uh, and then I'll be flying right back to Tennessee and doing a show in the middle of, uh, La Follette, Tennessee, if you've ever heard of it. If not, it makes sense. Um, <laughs> and then after that, I'll be finishing the month strong with TWE, where I'll be facing brutal Bob Evans in a oh. 60 minute Ironman match. And I believe we're going to be <laughs> donating the money from that to charity. Awesome. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Um, so a little bit of March madness for you. <laughs> what 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 does it mean? What does it mean for you, just real quick? Not only entering the deathmatch scene, but like it being against Tank. Because Tank, for people who may not know, somehow like Tank is an absolute legend in your area. So like you know, a guy who I'm sure you grew up watching before you were a wrestler yourself. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, it's funny. I used to watch Tank at my middle school whenever I was like still there. And uh, I remember we'd always get like these pep rally shows. And before the pep rally shows, they would have some of the wrestlers come into the lunchroom while we were eating lunch. And they would like be sitting up there around or like going around to the tables. And I remember walking up to uh, Tank with Bailey Blake because, you know, we went to the same middle school. And I told Tank, I was like, one day I'm going to be a wrestler. And he said, yeah, all right, kid. <laughs> so, you know, it's pretty funny to think that like then fast forward like, However many years later, we're stepping foot into uh, what is going to be a complete car wreck in the most uh, respectful way, I say. Um, because you never know what's going to happen in a death match. And, you know, there's so much behind this match. With it being the fact of it, the old guard of Chattanooga versus the new guard of Chattanooga, the past versus the present and the future in which I've helped mold. You know, it's a generational divide and one generation is going to come up on top. Nothing like this has been done to my knowledge in the area. So it's super exciting to know that we get to be a part of something so historic. My my last one for you. We we talked a we talked a little bit off air, and we mentioned our interview with with Cole Roderick last week about independent uh, cribs, almost. Yeah. So what is what is the coolest thing in the room that you were in right now? The coolest thing in the room yeah. that coolest I thing have that you have in the room. Man, let me look around. All right, other than this title that's right beside me. True. Let's see here. 
I'll be right back. I do have something. <laughs> there you go. We're getting the uh, the cribs exclusive. This, yeah, this is this is our, our new segment. Any, anybody that comes on, we're screaming, what's the coolest thing in the room? And then got- you know, hopefully we, we learn a little bit more about the person and, and see cool shit that they want to display. Got to have AC, AC Mac on again to, to have him show us something cool because we, we, we started the segment after uh, we already had him on. <laughs> It's an evolving interview process. Yes, uh, Stephen Jensen. Yes, so, absolutely. You know, try, to, try to learn learn a little bit about everyone beyond what they they do in wrestling. Here we go. So the coolest thing that I have in the room, uh, I have a I have like this shrine to professional wrestling, like right in the corner, because my wife let me get away with it. <laughs> and on top of it uh, is like just a bunch of different wrestling pops and old figures and posters and like. Just like different mementos of things I've done. Um, but there's two things on there that I have that are like super cool to me and they mean a lot. Uh, one in which is a custom wrestling figure that a fan made for me and gave to me at a show. Um, and like it was just really cool. Like it was given to me by like a little, I think it was like five or six, like kid made it for me and gave it to me. And I thought it was like super cool. They like took the time to like do what he did to like make it customized for me. So that's always super sick to look at and it gives me a reason to smile. And then another thing I have is this like really sick Chris hero action figure because Chris hero is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, if not my number one favorite wrestler of all time. So um, it's super cool to like see that figure up there because it kind of gives me motivation to be as good as him one day, hopefully one day who knows, but I know I'm sure I'm trying (laughs) Chris Hero did, did the SCI like the first year, didn't he? He did, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he wrestled Kyle Matthews on night one. Yes. Um, but it was so cool. So I got to do a seminar in Charlotte, North Carolina about a few weeks ago, and I actually got to talk to him about that match and um, just really got to pick his brain about so many things that like, I've wanted to ask him for years. So that was like a super cool moment. And then like, because I was the only one of the seminar that like drove so far. Like I think it was like five, that was like six, seven hour drive to Charlotte for me. Um, I drove back through the night and uh, you know, I'd put like an, I say obligatory, like I put like an obligatory tweet saying like, you know, I went to the Chris hero seminar. I learned so much. I got to meet my hero, whatever, yada, yada, yada. Um, It was super meaningful. I promise. But like, I'm paraphrasing right now. And then like he responded and was like, glad you made it home safe keep up the good work you got this and it meant so much to me i could have framed that tweet like um nothing was as cool as that whenever like he responded so no he uh he's legit one of the greatest of all time and i hope to one day be half as good as him one of, one of the nicest dudes from by by all accounts as well so that that was my question is have, have you talked to hero and you know, spoke with them, but that's awesome that you did the seminar with them and he responded to the tweet. That's great. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Last one I got for you, Jade, and I asked this to everybody. It's the most generic wrestling question <laughs> ever, but I'm like genuinely interested to to know this about every wrestler I talk to. Okay. I know you mentioned that uh, Mysterio and Guerrero Halloween Havoc like really got you hooked as like a wrestling fan at a young age. Yeah. What what would you consider to be your favorite match of all time, like as a fan? Is it that match, or do you have another match at this point that's like your favorite match of all time as a fan? Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania twenty five. 
It's a good answer. That's a that's a common answer, but it's a good answer. That's a really good answer. That's that's one of mine as well for what it's I, worth. I figured it was a common one. I <laughs> Dylan Hells gives me shit all the time for it because you know he hates both of them. So you had <laughs> an entire interview here without talking about Dylan Hales also. Shout out to Dylan Hales. That dude yeah, shout so out much. to Dylan Hales, you piece of shit. Who hates <laughs> um <laughs> but no, um yeah, that's definitely like one of my favorite matches of all time. Um, the meaning of it is super cool, especially like whenever we get into the second match for WrestleMania 26 and how long the build was and how good it was. And oh, God, like uh, that that hype package was just so good. Like literally you can't get any better than Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker. See, I'm a believer that 26 is better than 25. That's a different podcast, but I, that's my belief that 26 <laughs> yeah. is better than 25. I, I'll, I'll say 25 over 26, but I feel like you can go wrong either way. Like two, they almost call they complement one another. It's almost like yes. one really big match. Like yes, 100% agree with that. Uh, Jaden, let the people know where where they can find you at. Awesome. So. If you're on here, you found me on here, so that's good. Now I'm going to redirect you to some other places. You can find me on Twitter at Jaden for Real. That's J-A-D-E-N number four real. You can find me on Instagram at Jaden one Newman, J-A-D-E-N number one Newman. No, I'm not a female basketball player, but I am a professional <laughs> player. So let's clear the air already in case you get I Yes, I when I Googled this, that, that was the first thing that, that popped up. Like, Always oh, is. Always I guess is. I gotta put wrestler in there to to make sure every everything is good. I've gotta yeah. spell Jaden with an X now or something. <laughs> I don't know. So, <laughs> but you can find me on Twitter, Instagram at those handles. I'm on TikTok as well. I don't post a lot on there, but my wife's trying to get me to uh, say, "Hey, honey, say hello." Hi. So, um, you can Hi. find me on TikTok sometimes, uh, but you can more prevalently find me on Twitter and Instagram. As far as merch, you can go to Pro Wrestling Tees uh, backslash Jaden Newman. And then I also am on Tee Public. So be sure to check out those for merch if you want to follow me on social media. If you feel it deep down in your heart to do so, please hit the follow button on those social media links that I've given you or handles, not links, because you can't click this. But um, that's where you can find me. And hopefully you find me well. Jaden, we really appreciate you uh, taking the time out tonight uh, to, to talk with us. It, w- it was great. Follow Jaden on, on Twitter. You can follow Matt Jaden for real. Every other platform that he mentioned. Yes, if you Google, Google Jaden Newman wrestler, you will Please. get a, a basketball, a female basketball player if you just Google Jaden Newman. Uh, again, congratulations on winning winning the Bone Storm title. Again, thank you for joining us. Guys, we'll be right back here on the